0: Hello, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org, as well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Jesus, we thank you so much that you love us, that you are with us, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. May we grasp on and hold close and remain and abide and rest in you. And for Deb Brown, again, we lift her up, that your presence would surround her, that you would be the lift of her head. We pray for Ed's daughters, that they would be encountered by Christians that love you and care about them. And Father, for the other requests that have been made for those that have COVID or that have been sick with Uh, illness whether the flu or just a cold we just pray that those distractions would be removed that in that time there would be that drawing towards you that desire to know your love and your passion and father we thank you for your faithfulness we thank you for your goodness your kindness we thank you because we can serve you we can follow you with grateful hearts because you have something planned for us so god we are here and we acknowledge that you are with us so it is a good day it is the day that you have made we love you jesus and we thank you and it's in your name we pray amen Amen. And once more, we just thank you for joining us for our online worship gathering, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And that's also posted to YouTube. It's on our church Facebook page, as well as Twitter and uh, on Instagram. So if you want to like, copy, share, subscribe, you can certainly do that. Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, it will be up there too. Even once Pastor Kenny resigns, I'm going to learn how to post that. Or if you know how to do something of the such, it would be a great uh help if you could assist us with those things but we want to make that available to you so if you do not uh, get up at 6 30 if you want to listen and not watch after that is certainly available to you and um we just are so grateful that pastor kenny was able to serve for the time he did and god allowed him to be a part of our family our local church and thank you pastor kenny and kellen for what you did for him through uh through our local church as we continue, we actually look, uh, Kurehi, we're looking at teammates. Have you ever had a good teammate? Uh, we were playing basketball on Thursday. Yes, I was feeling up to it. I was feeling good enough to play and it was so much fun to get back in the gym and run around and play that a game that I truly enjoy, but also to see friends and have guys that I've been Well, trying to witness to for several years using a piece of leather filled with air. It was fun just to uh, talk and laugh and make shots or shoot shots and just run around and just to see people and to be encouraged. But sometimes you get a teammate that they're a great person, but they're a bad teammate. And how many of you have had bad teammates, whether it's in a business, whether it's in a sport, whether it's on uh, a recital or a music group where it just seemed like, ah, there was kind of a clash. Well, we're going to talk about teammates. Kurehi, I was first made aware through the documentary. It's actually a book by Stephen uh, Ambrose, Band of Brothers. And this was in their basic training. They would run three miles up, three miles down this hill, this mountain called Curahi. And there was at times that it would be a discipline. It would be for an individual that did not meet the requirements of Captain Sobel. And so he would say, three miles up, three miles down. And a quarter of the way or part of the way up, one soldier would be running. And then he would hear the footsteps behind him. He would hear the encouragement behind him. Currently, he means stand alone. And they would say that we stand alone together, that we fight together, that we are with one another, that you are not alone. We stand alone together. This band of brothers, this easy company fought in World War II. They battled in the Battle of the Bulge. They went through many crazy things. And their training, their love for one another, their preparation had them having the cliche of one another's back, leaving no one behind, caring for each other. It was something that I learned to appreciate that I watched and I remembered frankly, my college days about how you had these close friends, Brandon Melanson and Andrew Mays and Caleb LaPointe and Neil Horner and John McLaney and Leonard Beck and John Hurd and all these guys that I love to this day. And I just think about on and on. I think about Greg Dakin and Nathan Green and I lift them up in prayer. And I hope that we are praying for each other because we were a band of brothers in training and it was told to us. As statistics showed, and this is dating me as old people say, back in 1993 through 1997, that nearly 10%, only 10% that began vocational ministry would retire in vocational ministry. This was something that we were united of heart. We were close close to Jesus and saying, we want to be ones that finish. We want to be there. I think at Aaron Morris and Ryan Bridgio and Jeremiah Stairs and PJ Holt and Greg Boyce and my friends that we played sports together, but more, it was those all night prayer meetings. It was those random times of praise and worship, and I just think back to those times of those guys that encouraged me, that helped, that were there for me, that were just inspiring and encouraging and were, as iron sharpens iron, they would cut to the core and they would call my bluff and they would say, you need Jesus, stop making mistakes, go after him, we will go with you. And this is the band of brothers that Christians need This is what we desire as believers, as followers, to truly understand that we are the family of God, that we are the body of Christ, that we are not isolated, that it's not just do it by the skin on your teeth and just make it through, but know that you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses that love us, that encourage us, that are here for us. So a band of brothers is what we desire. It also inspired the movie Saving Private. Private Ryan that was roughly based on a true story because there was one who fought that lost several brothers in the same war, World War II. And so they sent a chaplain, actually. The real life story is a chaplain that found Saving Private Ryan. But then you have other stories, a band of brothers, a band of misfits, those that might not do what they should do or be there for you. It was January 17th, 1950. Look this up in Boston, Massachusetts. January 17th, 1950, Boston, Massachusetts. It was the largest at that time, the largest robbery bank heist that took place. The Brinks Armored Car Depot was robbed by 11 individuals. It was 11 men. $2.7 $2.7 million at the time that's valued, about $30 million today. This was 1950, the largest robbery that took place to that time. And they were a group of men, a band of people that wanted to pull off a heist, which they would have done. There was no evidence. Nobody was hurt. Nobody was shot at. Nobody was killed during that heist. But there was one, Joseph Spex O'Keefe, that was found after the fact for another robbery. So in that 1950 robbery, the robbery that was worth $30 million in today's standards, They said, those 11 men said that we will not speak of this for six years, six years until the Statue of Limitations is over. We're going to give you a small sum right now. Every man gets $100,000. The rest of the money will be distributed six years later after the Statue of Limitations is done. But Joseph Specks O'Keefe, in prison for a different robbery, a different violation, felt as though somebody had shortchanged him that $100,000. So what did Joseph Spex O'Keefe do as there's no honor among thieves? He shared with the police department what had taken place in 1950. And out of out of jealousy, out of concerned that he had been shortchanged, that $100,000 that every man had, that after six years they were going to get the full amount distributed to them, that he was shortchanged. So he was so upset that he said, I'm going to tell on everybody they shouldn't shortchange me because I'm in jail for a different robbery. And so he told on all 11 men that were involved in that robbery that they were going to get away with it. Now, am I saying that he shouldn't have told that you should hide things? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there's a difference between those in Easy Company that fought in World War II, the Airborne, the band of brothers and these 11 men that thought they got away with the largest bank heist in Boston, Massachusetts in January of 1950. It's kind of interesting how that happens, isn't it? How we think that we're going to get away with something, that we think we have a great team around us, but do we truly have people that care about us? Direction, not intention, determines destination. Andy Stanley says this over and over. Direction, not intention, determines destination. Do you have those that have you on the correct direction for the destination, or do you just follow those that have the intention one day to take that direction? We have the intention one day to make that turn. We have the intention one day to change our lives. We have the intention one day to change our thoughts. We have the intention one day to do those things. Or are you surrounded with those that have that correct direction now in their lives for the destination you desire, the destination God desires for you? Ecclesiastes 1:9 says, What has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. The thought of greed, the thought of power, the thought of lust. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. There is nothing new under the sun. Solomon, of all people, knew this. This is something that they were going to have to face so we look at Solomon, the wisest person in the world, and he's saying there's nothing new under the sun. He calls things meaningless. History merely repeats itself. It has done uh, all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new for the New Living Translation. Genesis 2.18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for mankind to be alone. The band of brothers, it is good. Pulling off a bank heist is not good, but having a team of people is good. But are you picking? Are you pulling from? Are you joining a team that wants to pull off the largest robbery or a bank heist or do something immoral and wrong? Or are you choosing a team that wants to strengthen you, be there for you, help you, compel you to make sure that we do everything to make it through? It is not good for mankind to be alone. Ecclesiastes 4, 7 through 8. I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is something meaningless under the sun. And Solomon goes on to say, This is the case of a man who is all alone, without a child or a brother. Yet he who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can, but then he thinks to himself, Who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? it is so meaningless and depressing. It is so meaningless and depressing. So this man that is alone, he is working hard for great wealth, but then he gets to the point, he says, who am I working for? Who am I going to leave this to? I spoke with somebody, this was a little while ago, maybe a few years ago, and they said, yeah, uh, you know what, we have some wealth, but my kids are going to make it on their own, so I Fully going to spend all my wealth on me. And then if there's property, then they can have that investment. But I'm not going to save anything for my kids. (laughs) And I thought that's kind of interesting or humorous. And then I met somebody else and they said, I'm going to stop spending my money now because I have enough to live on. And I have all of these other resources that I could use to spend and go on vacation. But I want to leave those for my kids. I want to leave those for my family. I want to. And I thought, well, wow, what a change. Why are you working so hard? Well, this scripture is all about not being alone. As we look at Start With Why by Simon Senek, Why are you working so hard? Why are you giving so much? Why are you investing your time? Why are you so concerned, as Carrie Newoff has stated? Why are you so concerned about a job that after you die... They're going to replace you in a matter of moments. The people that you love and you're trying to impress so much that, frankly, after you die, in 30 minutes, they're going to say, hey, pass the potato salad. Pass the potato salad because life goes on and what matters is your eternal life. And start with why. What truly matters? What have you given? What have you done? Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. They can help each other succeed. Do you desire to have other people in your life to help you succeed? Are you investing in others that so you can help them succeed? Are we concerned about who we are surrounding ourselves with? Not that just pull us up, but that we help others. It is better to pull than to push it is better to pull than to push who are we having in our lives that can help us succeed that we can help succeed ecclesiastes four ten. we find these words right here it says if one person falls the other can reach out and help but someone who falls alone is in real trouble if one person falls the other one can reach out and help but do you know what If someone is reaching out to help, are you willing to take their hand? Are you willing to listen to their advice? Are you willing and wanting to grow and to be held accountable? Or do we just want to be vulnerable and say it's hard, it's difficult, I'm lonely, I'm ashamed, this is terrible, this is difficult, this is, or are we willing to reach out to the person whose hand is being extended? But if someone who falls alone is in, Real trouble. Let us be those that reach out, that reach out and that we help them. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each uh, each other warm, but how can one be warm together? Stand back to back and conquer. I just think of Band of Brothers. I think of all the different war movies, fighting movies that I've watched. And I just think about those that they had somebody else to fight with them to keep them motivated, to keep them encouraged. And you'll find one day that you are down and the other encourages you. You'll find that one day they are down and you need to encourage them. That was one of the greatest memories from college. It was not like an accountability group where, hey, you struggle with that? Hey, so do I. You know, God forgives us. He loves us. Let's just struggle and know that God loves us. It was like, well, you struggle. I struggle. How can we Hold each other accountable. What steps can we take to change how we think, to change what we believe so it will change how we live, to change our lifestyle? This is what God desires from us, for us. He wants us to stand with each other, stand back to back so we can be there for each other. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm Alone. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. This should say three, not tree. Three are even better. Three are even better. Not tree. Let me take that down. Three are even better. So my question is, as we look at the Bible, we look at different people. We look at examples, and there was Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy. There is one Paul who was investing in Barnabas. Barnabas was learning from Paul, but he was also investing in Timothy. There are those that we can learn from, those that we are dedicated to, those that God would have us learn and walk with and invest into. So I was asking my daughter, Jay, what are the three biggest things that uh, churches need to do that christians should really have and that is the three chords prayer bible reading and gathering it does not mean sunday in-person gathering that is a part of it it means getting with another believer for coffee getting with a non-believer and encouraging them over lunch it is helping somebody stack wood or shovel snow or rake leaves it is getting together it's gathering together not being isolated but allowing other people to know that you are not alone. Prayer, Bible reading, and gathering. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. That's the New International Version. Three strands in your own personal life. Prayer, Bible reading, and gathering with another Christian, with a group of Christians. Whether it's a small group, a life group, a prayer group, an accountability partner, a coach, a counselor, gather together, stand together, be back to back to conquer and win the fight. Because as we read, as we read in scripture, we have this question. Who are you learning from walking with investing in? Who are you learning from walking with investing in? Who are you walking with, learning from, and investing in? First of all, it comes from Your personal relationship with Jesus not by doing things because you have to do them but saying oh Jesus I need you and thank you for loving me and helping me and all the good things that you provide all the power that you give all the security that I have my identity reflects you Jesus thank you I want to learn and grow in that and I know that as I pray to you as I read your word as I gather with other believers I can do that and then I can learn from walk with and invest in others that feel the same that do the same so we go to Hebrews 1025 Hebrews 10. 25 and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people are in the habit of doing but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near and let us not neglect our meeting together whether it's in person gathering sunday morning that's only part of it that's only one hour a week that's a little portion of what God is calling us to. How many people, how many times can you gather with others? But because of COVID, because of our own personality, because of what we desire, we isolate, we quarantine because we feel like we need to do it on our own. When somebody is extending a hand and saying, I can help you up. I can be the lifter of your head. I can encourage you. We can learn and walk together. Let them Grasp on to their hand, their embrace, and know that Jesus wants us to walk together and not just one or two, but three. A cord of three strands is not easily broken let us not neglect our meeting together and then once more let me clearly state this is not simply Sunday morning 9am in person gathering that's a small small part of it it's as Christians we are the family of God the body of Christ we are and can be the answer to someone else's prayer as we pray for Ed Brown's daughters that Christians would intervene and intersect their lives and engage them with conversations that bring hope and peace and reflect Jesus this is what God desires of us from us through his strength that it's not our words but it's the Holy Spirit speaking through us and we get to partner with him. As Michael is out in Michigan and I'm praying that Christians will intersect his life and encourage him as Jay's in college as Emily Semperbon is in school as Ryan Semperbon as now I'm going to forget some students and I apologize but I think of Cole LaVoy and Brandon Reynolds and Other students, uh, Ezra, Ezra, how could I forget? Ezra and I think of all of these people that we just long that they are not under our care, but they're under God's care. And there's Christians in their neighborhoods, Christians in their workplaces, Christians at their schools. And may we pray that Christians would reach out to them and our students, our family, our relatives, our church would receive the hand of those Christians. That Solomon is talking about. That being alone and going for straight wealth. That you are not looking to share with others. Why? 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 When God's calling us to go together. To learn from, to walk with, to invest in. To learn from, to walk with, to invest in. So my question today as we close is choosing teammates. Being selected. Do you want to be part of Band of Brothers Easy Company that fought in World War II? Some might say, Jeff, that movie, that miniseries is inappropriate. And yes, there are some inappropriate things, but the men that fought, I'm not excusing it, I'm just saying the men that learned to fight and prepare together, they had a strong brotherhood, that they loved one another. Major Winters, when he was asked, was he a hero? He said, no. But I served in the presence. I served in the company of heroes. In 1950, those 11 men that were part of that bank heist valued at over $30 million now. Were they part of the group that you want to be a part of? Those that are so nervous, that are so concerned, that are so jealous that they will, what's the term, rat on you? I would much rather be a part of those that had to run Kirihe. Even when they didn't have to, but when they saw a fellow soldier, a teammate doing that, that they wanted to support them, so they went three miles up, three miles down, doing the hard things to let one know let one another know that we are here for you. We are learning from, we are walking with and we are investing into. Jesus, we pray for that Paul in our lives that we can learn from and that Barnabas that we can walk with and that Timothy that we can invest in. Father, help us not just to look to see how we can achieve, that we can move forward, but let us see how you desire to use us and that we want to be filled with you by the witness and testimony and the encouragement of others so that you can grow us. Have us not to be so proud to think that we know it all to think that we're the one always giving but let us be humble to learn from you and those that you bring into our lives those that we agree with those that we disagree with may we learn from you your empathy for the lost that we might share the grace that you've given us with one another we thank you father and we ask that you would be blessed by how we live. Thank you for your forgiveness and thank you for your love. Thank you for your help and your peace and your hope and your presence. We just say thank you today. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org as well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services, as well as other content. Have a great day.